I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey guys, and welcome to Five Yard Rush, your fantasy football podcast. Now here's your hosts, Stocks and Sparks. Oh, Rush Nation, we're back once again. Sparky has unfortunately had to step out, so I've got the privilege of a Mr. Murphy joining me again in the studio. How are you doing, Adam? Yeah, really good, thanks. Uh, good uh, last-minute scratch there from, from Sparky. There's uh, definitely going to be a four-beer fine imposed. Uh, Love that. This- Three of us, so six, six, <laughs> six to nine. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> oh, there's going to be some hate on the chat. I love that. <laughs> love well, that. You, you can't, you can't, you can't scrap last minute and uh, and expect to get away scot free. That's true. That's true. So you can find the podcast at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, all of the above. The social media is at Five Yard Rush. Adam, you want to shout yours out just as you're here. Yeah, so uh, you can find me on Twitter or um, Instagram at MavericksMurph. Um, so, yeah, reach me through any of those if you want to debate some hot takes from last week or potentially this week. Yeah, no, he's a good follow, guys, so definitely give him a follow. Today's running order, we're going to, as you can imagine, a bit up in the air with Sparky's last-minute IR dip again. We're going to run through some news, some waivers, some good and bad of the week if we have time. But this is literally on the fly, so... We uh, Oh, before we do anything, boys, I would, and girls, keep saying that, I would like to, we've got a sponsor this week, Adam. Oh, really? Okay. So, this week's sponsor is SaveThePunter.com. Now, these guys are a tipping website, and they offer two services, a free service and a premium service, which is £190 for the year. Their return on investment is about 25% in the last three months, so if you're if you're into making money, these guys, <laughs> they'll do that for you. And their customer service is unreal. I mean, I, I joined up for their NFL service, which is £50 for the season. And I think I'm already 65 quid up making £5 bets. So they genuinely know their stuff. So go and give them a follow. It's at Save the Punter on Twitter. And the website is SaveThePunter.com. Go and check them out to make some bucks. I, I imagine everybody will want some of that action. Yeah, why not? Well, exactly. Why not? Go and get it done. So let's have some news. Adam, where are we starting? Well, I mean, there was a, a lot of news. Um, so I think I put this in the chat, the, uh, the, uh, I think, yesterday. But for me, it was probably one of the most entertaining 
uh, NFL rounds I've seen for the last few years. Uh, so much so, I actually jumped off the chat because it was uh, it was too good to watch um, and uh, chat at the same time. So, I mean, a lot of points, a lot of TDs. Uh, Some un- unusual storylines of players retiring at half time as well. <laughs> That's well, yeah, I think start there because I don't think uh, we're going to ever see this one again. No. No, not at all. So go go for it. Fonte Davis, uh, veteran in the league, playing on the Bills, uh, walked in at half time and uh, just retired. found tools and just said, "Yep, yeah, I'm I'm retired. I've had enough of this. Uh, thanks very much." Packed his bags and uh, and left. Um, yeah. which... Crazy, bizarre. <laughs> it's just the funniest thing you've ever heard. I mean, I, I can't blame him if you're on the Bills and you're. Uh, getting hit pretty much every play and you're earning... I mean, but the thing is, he's, he was on about five or six million a year, so he literally is throwing away, you know, all but two weeks of that. So he must have been hit really hard, or he must have just had an epiphany and gone, nah, yeah, for me. <laughs> Apparently he said, my head's not in it anymore, and that is quite a turnaround of half an hour of football. But I, uh, I Yeah, and... I, and this is what's shocking is I thought that he had just not played. So I thought like, okay, so he's just, he's, he's sick of it because he knows the, the bills are crap. And he thought, okay, I'm just going to leave because I'm not playing. And if I can't get onto this team, I'm never going to play. He played 28, 29 snaps. Yep. <laughs> so I'm like, it's, so it wasn't even the fact that he wasn't playing. It was the fact that he played and he just went, Nah, not for me. I'm off. <laughs> like, I, I don't know how that happens. Is he not under contract? Like, surely he has to fulfil his contractual agreement, no? Like, you can't just... Like, if it happened in the Premier League, that, that wouldn't... You, you know? How, um, happens, how does that happen? Well, well it's, it's an official retirement, so you can retire at, at any point. I mean, you get these really stupid retirements, which I hate the, um, the one-day contract retirements... So from a player that was with a team for six years, seven years, ten years, gets cut or gets traded, uh, a player never leaves of their own fruition in any of these cases, goes and plays somewhere else or a couple of other teams, finishes their career, and then right before the end goes, oh, I actually want to really retire a Jet or a Cowboy, so let me sign a one-day contract for one dollar or something, and uh, and then that way I can say I retired with... with with the club I'm associated with my career. Yeah. And I'm thinking, that doesn't change anything. Like, <laughs> if, you, if you played the majority of your year, uh, of your career at, at, at a team, that's what you're going to be known for. You don't need to go away and think, oh, okay, actually, yeah, if I retire there, people will actually remember I played for them. If you have to do that, you weren't any good, and therefore, it's, an, it's a pointless exercise. But it really annoys me. I don't understand why people do it. Um, You've been let go by that franchise. They have probably let you down by letting you go. So I don't get it. It's a really pointless exercise. So, um, But you can retire at any time. So Vontae right. just clearly decided. I don't think he can come back onto another roster probably this year. But, I mean, he could unretire in theory and come back and play. It's just, um, just bizarre if being at half time. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you'll ever see it. I mean, I've, I've, I'm a big... Premier League fan, I, I've definitely known players to walk out of the tunnels at half time and and go home. Um, seen it at the at Highbury when Sol Campbell did it in 2006. Um, but I've never he didn't retire. He just he, something had happened. He left. He had a bit of a breakdown. I think. Um, I, yeah, it's a shame. It's not really. You don't ever want to be remembered for the way that you retire. You want to be remembered for how you played. Yeah, well, Davis will only be remembered for that. Yeah, and it is well. It's not a bad way to retire if you want to be known for your retirement. Then retiring at half time is <laughs> not a bad way. So going from bizarre to even bizarro, let's talk about Josh Gordon being cut from the Browns and then picked up by the Pats. This is just uh, I, I don't I don't understand this move at all. Um, sure, he's he's a premium talent. I mean, and and fair play, but the guy hasn't. The guy has rarely played in, in five years. I think we were chatting about this last night, and um, I'm just trying to pull up the uh, the stats here. But the guy hasn't, you know, he's got so many issues. He, he came out once with a statement of he's never played the game sober. Well, so I've, you I've know, got that. I've got that yeah. stat in front of me. 
the uh, five seasons, 11 yeah. games, 43 receptions, 665 yards and two TDs. So that's five seasons, including this season. So it's like four seasons and two games. But he's had two seasons where he didn't play at all. So, and I've got to be honest, it's got to be pretty cushy in Cleveland. You know, arms around, you know, those guys aren't fighting for championships here. They're fighting to get one win. And we'll probably get on to how the latest edition of how the Browns uh, fail to win a game, um, which is turning into a national TV drama every week. Um, <laughs> but for me, I, I just can't see how it's going to work for Josh Gordon. I think if you are a guy with, with issues and with problems and you need the support system, he took time off before the season to get his head right, so he was ready to play. Going to Bill Belichick is not the place. He's not a guy that's going to put your arm around you and and be nice to you and, and help you get through this. It's going to be a it's a boiler room. People absolutely hate it there. Yeah, I, I, I get that. Some people must love it. Brady's been there long enough that he. Well, it, people love winning. I mean, people go there to to the, the, they're not the highest payers in 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 any position. They don't spend ludicrous money on, on top talent. They get people to play because they win. And ultimately, that sign of getting a championship is more important than money to just the, the elite players. Um, but Josh Gordon, if he was an elite talent and that guy who put a championship before anything, he wouldn't be in the problems that he is and he wouldn't have the little game time that he's had. I don't knock his ability at all. I think he's a supreme talent, but... I think if he was going to be a, a professional, I, I'd be looking to go to somewhere like Dallas, where yep. it's a great fit all round. And you've got the Joneses there who are well embedded in the community and can really help him um, embed into a community and, and, get, and get the treatment he needs or the help he needs or whatever he needs. I don't see that assistance coming from, from, from Bill, from Bill and, and, and Kraft. I just don't, I don't see it. So, but the, the trade was for a fifth-round pick, I believe. Yeah, and if he something to do with if he doesn't play a certain amount of games, then they get a pick back or something. Yeah, so he's got to be he's got to be active for ten games. Right. I don't even think he even needs to have a snap in any of those games. He's just got to be in the in the fifty-three ready to play. Right. Um, so I think if he's active, then I think they get a later round pick than that. So it is it is very little in terms of capital. The risk is is minimal um, there. But uh, strange coming from the Browns that they said they would ne- they would not trade to another conference team, and yet it's exactly what they've done. Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It's, it, his hamstring, his mysterious hamstring issue was funny as well, saying the reason he didn't play last week was because of a hamstring, hamstring injury, sorry, and as soon as he turns up at the Patriots, he's ready to go and no hamstring injury. So the rumours going around on this was he did it during a promotional photo shoot, shoot not for the Browns. So it was yep. something to do with a sponsor or an extracurricular or something. He was posing in a photo shoot and he somehow injured his hamstring, which, to be honest, there should be more coverage on that than the trade itself because that, for me, is hilarious. I don't understand how you get injured in a, in a photo shoot. No, no. I mean, and it, yeah, a hamstring as well. Let me just have yeah. a quick stretch for this picture. And ah, oh, oh, the hamstring. Mad. If he's putting his hammy there, he's got no business uh, being an NFL professional. But no. uh, I guess we'll see. But I, what the one tragedy of this whole deal is uh, scratch card man Corey Coleman, who I thought last week when we were talking has absolutely won the lottery. <laughs> and it tells you how quickly dreams shattered. What happened to him? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So from one hamstring to another, Larry Fitz has apparently tweaked his hamstring. Now, the Arizona Cardinals are terrible. Uh, absolutely. They've got no no momentum going forward whatsoever. I think they've only had five first downs in their last matchup against... Yes! And only two of them will come in the last drive of the game. So I don't know whether Larry's just thought, you know, I've had enough of this, I'm going to be injured. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't blame him. I mean, I don't think that's the case just purely because of the guy he is and the Absolutely. consummate professional with the amount of Pro Bowls he's been to. I think it's 11. Um, but you couldn't you couldn't blame him for, for downing tools. He's certainly not done that playing because he's run some routes, but no one's really seen him and he's not really uh, contributed much and that's not his fault at all. Um, it's the whole team. Uh, I mean... 
their their drive summary is something that you'd hear probably in a rap video um, from the game. So it was uh, punt, 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 interception, end of game. <laughs> I need to make that into a sound drop. Yeah, definitely do it. You've got to make it into a sound drop, and I'll, I'll try and put more emphasis on it if we if we need to record it. But unbelievable! I just. I mean, Sam Bradford, and if you get a chance, I, I heard the funniest thing this morning on um, the NFL Fantasy podcast um, where they go on a rant for about six and a half minutes <laughs> on on Sam Bradford. And um, definitely, if you get a chance, go download the latest episode that came out yesterday and listen to it because I was just cracking up on the way into work this morning. Yeah, Fabiano and uh, Marcus Grant went mad. And it, was, it was wicked. They were almost shouting down their microphones. So, without, <laughs> it was, yeah, definitely great. It was great entertainment. Without it's one of the best rounds of her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> definitely give it a follow and a download if you get a chance. Though. No, for, for sure. Uh, just a bit of news that's just popped up recently is Antonio Brown skipped work on Monday. Yeah, I mean, I wonder what excuse he's going to use, whether he went to the dentist or uh, whether he had some bug or something. Um, yeah, it's a personal matter. Adam Schefter's tweeted out, it's a personal matter. And he's, he Adam Schefter's talked to the team about it, and AB said he just wants to win. That's all there is. So, who knows? Well, he, he did respond to a critic of the critic of the franchise and a former employer uh, who sent a tweet out um, basically criticising AB, and he was basically suggesting there, well, we'll trade me then. So yeah. the trade rumours will definitely start after a, uh, a tweet like that, and it'll be interesting. But I think it's clear frustration from him. Um, things are not good in that camp right now. It's completely divided. It's completely split. They look pretty dreadful. I'm really glad the Bucks have got them this week and that AB's decided to pop up with this this week. Uh, if he could sit out for a week, that'd be uh, <laughs> that'd be great. It'd be much appreciated. I mean, I own him in a couple of fantasy leagues, so I'll, but I'll take the hit for for three and zero for Fitz. So, um, well, you know, yeah. early early waiver shout out. Fitz magic is real, baby. <laughs> he he is real. I said this last week. I uh, a couple of guys are doing the. Uh, I'm not doing this, but a couple of guys are doing the. Uh, the, the, the DraftKings or the FanDuel Survivor and I, I said to people in the week definitely get on the, the Bucks they're definitely going to do it they'll be very poorly picked um, so you'll get an advantage over some of the other players but yeah I mean I, I wasn't surprised I looked at the three games I thought this would be the one that they won and, and Fitzmagic again 400 yards plus and four TDs um, harshly given an inception if you haven't seen it OJ Howard the ball comes out of his hands but his class isn't an interception. Um, but, yeah, yeah I, I mean, it's a oh. great story. All right, all right, all right. Stop blowing the Bucks cannons. We'll get to Listen, that later. It's, it's, it's been a long time. It's been 15 years since we've had anything to shout about. So no. <laughs> That's fair, that's fair. Uh, moving on, Carson Wentz is going to start week three. This is good news for Philly, I think. Yeah, definitely a big morale boost. Um, Foles hasn't looked good at all. Um, he hasn't been terrible. Um, I think he improved last week, um, but that first half they struggled to, to pass the ball uh, and really sort of get some yards and get the chains moving. Uh, better in the second half, um, I guess, when the pressure came down to it, he, he started to deliver or almost pressure off because, again, they were two scores apart going into the final quarter. So, I mean, he's not been helped with the injuries, and but he's not the Nick Foles of... Super Bowl. Super Bowl run. Uh, he's definitely back to where Nick Foles was pre-Super Bowl run, and it's the Nick Foles I remember. But I, I would still say he's an improvement. He's not giving the ball up. Um, he got hit a lot, and he definitely took those hits, but he's not coughing it up. He's not really... Um, he's not throwing those picks. He's, he's better ball control, but Wentz is electric, and he will get them going, and I think Philly have realised that it's got to be now just to give a bit of life back because there's been too pretty lifeless performances in the most part, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And Absolutely. If they can get Alshon back this week as well, it's questionable, then you know, I think they could be uh, almost the Philly of old and yeah. start to rack up wins. Well, the fact that they're 2-0 and currently is, is, is actually a bonus to Wentz coming back because could, they could easily have been two losses. And well, then, no, well, they're 1-1. Are they? 
Well, yeah, they they lost to the Bucks. Oh, of course they did. Yeah. So Apologies. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're one and one. Which again, and to be perfectly honest, they should have lost that that game to Atlanta. Uh, Matt Ryan just had a mare in the in the red zone, so they could very easily have been zero and two. One and one, I think they probably would have taken, but I would have expected they would have thought they would have beaten the Falcons and or lost the Falcons and, and beaten Tampa Bay, but not the way to be. Well, even at one and one, it's not the biggest hole Wentz finds himself in coming back. Well, no, they're still still in good place for the position in the in the division and, and for the playoffs, even at this stage. Yeah, so a few more injuries of note. A couple of people with cramp. Dalvin Cook had cramp at the end of the Vikings game. He says it's nothing. I haven't heard anything out there today, so we can presume that he's good to go next week. And Tom, no, not Tom Brady. Um, who's the running back for the Rams? My main, my mind. Todd Gurley. He. Also had cramp in the final quarter of their blowout against Arizona. I, I think there's nothing to worry about there. And why not rest your, be- your best running back if you're blasting somebody away? Yeah, definitely. JJI got hit pretty hard and left the game but came back to score a touchdown. I think he ended up with around 20 PPR points as well, which helped him out. And the owners of JJI helped them out massively. I... I I just don't think he's going to have a whole season. If he's if he's injured a lot and he's got no cartilage in his knees, that can't help. I, he's not going to he's not going to play a whole season, and that won't help owners at all. No, and I, I think this week I think you'll see Corey Clement get a few more touches. Um, I think they'll try and spread the workload just while he's recovering, um, and and spread that out a little bit. So I, I would expect Clement to have a a larger role this week um, than perhaps he has done. No, absolutely, completely agree with that, and I. He, he's a definite waiver add later on. A uh, couple more leg issues. Well, these were all knee issues. So Aaron Rodgers' knee could take months to heal, according to Rappaport. Uh, this is uh, this doesn't surprise me. The fact that knees are very fragile, and I'm surprised they rolled him out against the Vikings, knowing that he was injured. I know I, that I thing. Think, I think he did a good job. I think um, he clearly is is okay to play. I think if if you're talking about a a mid level talent. They probably would be poor, but even 80% of Rodgers is still better than almost, you know, 100% of the quarterbacks in the league. So he still had a good game, maybe not to the Rodgers standard, but, you know, he got, they were unlucky to, to tie that game. Um, yeah. He did enough to win the game. Um, so I think if he doesn't get worse, it'll be fine. He will still throw the ball. They've got no real running game there at the moment. I think he will still complete. 30-40, but wow, he'll throw 30-40 passes a game. I don't think that's going to drop off too much, but uh, it's, if he gets if he gets hit again, that's the worry. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think a couple of running back ones with knee issues, Joe Mixon was in and out of since his game at the weekend, and Devonta Freeman, both set to miss between two and four weeks with knee contusions. I think Mick, Nick Mixon, sorry, I think he had what Sony Michelle had, a bit of an arthroscopy draining fluid so yeah so what he had is he had a sort of a, almost like a, a, a it was something to do with i can't remember if it was the cartilage or something but he had basically something rattling around in his knee so they did a small surgery to remove that it was almost like playing with a stone in your knee if you can imagine it is what the doctors were were describing so um but the surgery went really well they're talking about him probably unlikely to play this week but they're talking about him being back uh week four definitely well, so they, it sounds like it's just something got a bit loose and he's had a little surgery to tidy it up. So, But they're talking about him. They're, they're saying, mate, this week, I'd be mind-blown if he did. But um, it, it sounds like it could be as little as one game that he could miss. Whereas well, Freeman, on the other hand, is a bit worse. Yeah, that was a contusion, so that would take longer to heal. They said the same with Sony Michel, though. You know, Only 12 days, I think, his initial diagnosis was, and then it's... It's been several weeks, so just keep an eye on Joe Mixon. Gio yeah. Bernard is definitely going to be in the waivers a little bit later, just purely on, on workload alone. Yeah. Uh, Greg, the leg. Yeah, this was a shock. So he he was listed to play, he was active, he wasn't on the injury report at any point. Um, no one's actually confirmed what really happened. I'm guessing it's probably something during the warm-up, because he wasn't out there for, for the opening kicks and, and for any attempts, so... There's not been any reports. I've not seen anything. You, you might have something more than I do. I haven't seen anything, but I heard earlier on another podcast I listened to yet this morning 
that he injured his groin during the warm-ups, which is why he wasn't on any of the reports or anything like that. But I haven't heard a timeline or how bad or severe it is. And I know that they've added somebody to the roster. I should know that off the top. I should know who, but I don't. But I know they have added a kicker, just in case. Talking of kickers, what an absolute shocker this weekend. Yeah, I, I, you'll never see another weekend like it, I think, in terms of the amount of missed chances. And uh, <laughs> I don't know which one you want to start with. I mean, both are, both are terrible. So, yeah, let's start with Carlson and the Vikings. Rookie, I think, where did they draft? Fifth round? Fifth round. So, you know, kickers do not go that high in the draft unless you're the Bucks and you take Roberto Aguayo in the second round. Um, yeah, and you trade that one. Well, yeah, he's, he, he couldn't even get a job at the Chargers, which, I mean, I'm not being funny. If you turn up, you get a job from what we've seen in previous years. So, yes, yeah, to, to be drafted fifth, you're basically saying this guy is a potential Hall of Fame. This kid looked nothing like it. I actually really liked him in training camp and preseason. Thought he looked looked the deal. I even took him in a couple of drafts thinking this, this, was, this guy was going to be pretty good. But, uh, yeah, he had a, a horror show. Uh, with was it three three missed field goals, uh, a couple to, to try and win the game. Yeah, I almost, I'm not sure it was quite the horror show that Gonzalez and the Browns had. Uh, yeah, I mean Gonzalez is, I mean he misses he misses two opportunities to win the game against the Steelers, which you can almost forgive. The weather was was atrocious. The second one in overtime, okay, it gets blocked. It, that could happen to anybody. The left side of the field collapses a little bit for him and, and they get close enough and TJ Watt comes up with a play. You can forgive that and I think that's what the Browns did, but it clearly dented his confidence because he just didn't look like he was even ready to, for this game. He had two missed extra points, two missed field goals. The last one, again, you could probably forgive 52 yards. isn't something that you'd say is a gimme, especially when you've missed uh, seven seven kicks or six kicks this season up to that point so but yeah I mean second year guy feel sorry for him but you can't make 68% of your field goals and and expect to keep your job and uh, he had to bite the bullet yes the Vikings have picked up Dan Bailey though which which is a great signing yeah I'm going out and I'm going to get him everywhere that I've got Colson yeah I I think people I this might be the first time there'll be a waiver fight for a kicker I, I, I genuinely believe that. I think he, if he's not already gone in some leagues, because people might have anticipated it, which if he did, hats off to you. I've seen it in a few leagues where people actually jumped on him last week or even sooner, got him off the free agency market, thinking something bad was going to happen. Culture cap, that's a bold strategy that's paid off. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I, yeah, I, I just, I think it moves them up the power rankings, if you ask me, because they're now awesome at every position. Yeah, I mean, Bailey was slightly in decline, but he still, compared to what's out there, I'd still put him in the top six or seven kickers in the league quite comfortably. Um, and you have to question, you know, how quickly the Vikings got this done, why the Browns took so long to to get a kicker sorted, um, and especially with who they picked up. I, I really question their decision as to why they've gone down the route they have gone down. It's just Browns being Browns, though. It's- yeah. Um, storyline. Yeah, it, it it definitely is. I mean, you, you hold tryouts for you hold tryouts for a kicker, and then they go ahead and sign Greg Joseph. And if you've not heard the name, I don't blame you. I uh, scurried around to try and get some reading on this guy. Apparently, he was with the Dolphins organization, um, was in the race to be the kicker there, um, got cut. So he's uh, technically a rookie still um, on his second team, and uh, yeah, he. Didn't have a great career in college. Didn't have a very high field goal percentage there. I think he went undrafted. I don't think he was picked up in the draft. Or if he was, it was a, a very late pick. Um, but I'm pretty sure it was undrafted. And, yeah, I, Browns fans are not amused with uh, this guy. I know a couple of them, and they're, they're not impressed. Um, to pick up a guy who's never proven that he can kick uh, field goals consistently at any level. Perfect. So, I think that's all the news. Um, we might as well move straight on to the waiver wire. Now, we might as well run positionally, starting at quarterback, and considering I've got the Bucks truther on the line, I might as well let you you fire away with your, your first yeah. quarterback. 
So I, I picked up Fitz in a, a couple of leagues. I, I bottled uh, starting him uh, in one league and played him in another. Um, was a little worried about the Bucks O line, which it turns out I didn't need to worry at all. Um, I just thought that Philly defense was was going to be special, and I thought that he was going to end up on his back. And it, it's one thing to just stand there all day and just ping passes, but when there's serious pressure, what's he going to do? But I didn't worry because uh, the Bucks O line held up and. Uh, they are probably the most improved offensive line in, in the league because last year they were terrible. James got sacked so many times. He got injured because he got sacked so many times. And, yeah, Fitzpatrick's barely been touched. So, definitely, this is a must-add for week three. That Steelers defense is awful. It's given up the better part of 65 points over two games. All right, Mahomes is a special talent. And if he's available, then he you definitely go Mahomes over anybody else. But... Fitzmagic is uh, almost certain, in my belief, to play week four against the Bears as well. So people are questioning what's going to happen with Jameis. Is this run going to continue? Listen, Winston's going to come back this season at some point. Fitzmagic is, is incredible, but uh, and what he's done is, is truly remarkable. And he set the franchise up to, to make a run. We were supposed to go 0-3 with the hardest uh, statistical schedule in the history of the Super Bowl era to start the opening three games of the season. So he's more than done his job. Even if he loses to the Steelers this weekend, he will still start game four because the Bucks are on a, a, a bye in week five and it's a short week. So Jameis doesn't come back into the building until Tuesday after the Monday night game. So I think you've got Fitzpatrick for two weeks uh, at the very least. And hey, if he goes 4-0, I can't imagine them dropping it even in week six. Um, and that's where the Bucks schedule starts to turn to some softer defences. So I think he's a definite ad for me, uh, if you haven't already got him. Go grab him. Go grab him, because he's going to put up another uh, three or four touchdowns. And by the way, his post, post-match post press conference was incredible, I'm sure. <laughs> any, any fan of this pod has probably seen it. He dressed up in Deshaun Jackson's gear. He uh, came out uh, looking like Conor McGregor, like he owned the place. And then the first line he comes out with is... Well, guys, we've uh, we've got to stay humble, which I just thought was was genius. And you know they're loving it at the moment. The franchise is happy, and he is a big cause of that. So get on, get on the Fitzmagic train, baby, because he's going all the way this week. And breathe, Adam, breathe. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got two quarterbacks I think are worth adding this week. Andy Dalton's the first one. He plays Carolina. In his last two games, he's. Well, he's averaged 250 yards, three touchdowns, and about 21 points in six-point per touchdown leagues. I, you know, Carolina have got a good D, but he shredded the Baltimore D, who we blew trumpets about last week. And he's available in... Oof, well, he's, he's only owned in 18% of leagues, so I imagine you can go out and pick him up if you need a streamer this week. Also, I think Tyrod Taylor's a pretty good shout this week against the Jets D that has struggled. I have to disagree. I'm sorry, but Tyrod Taylor is the most expensive running back in the NFL. Yeah, no, um, no, I, no, I'm not saying he's, he's any good, but in what should be a shootout against the Jets, I think he's, he's a viable option. I, I would rather gamble and go with Josh Rosen, because I think he starts this week. Oh, well, okay, if Josh Rosen starts this week, then yeah, sure, go play him. <laughs> uh, but actually, saying that, Blake Bortles is also a decent shout this week. He's only owned in 10.2% of ESPN leagues. And if he can do against Tennessee, what he did against New England last week, you know, through for 377 yards, four touchdowns, one interception, he got you 32.6 points. <sighs> He definitely listens to the podcast because I uh, I have to eat some crow here and uh, slated him um, and said, <laughs> you know, he's a loser because now he's going to have to do it all on his own without Fournette. And boy, did he. Um, got to admit it when you're wrong. He had a phenomenal game, probably one of the best games of his career. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So moving on to running back. Who's your shout at running back? Uh, I've, I've gone with, uh, with Corey Clement. I just think he's going to get a lot more touches over the over the coming weeks. I think he's going to um, definitely be able to get get into the the red zone and, and definitely get some touchdowns. I think I think he's going to be risked more than um, the zero cartilage uh, British-born running back JHI. So um, yeah. the schedule is pretty favourable in the next couple of games as well. They got in the Colts and then the Titans. Yeah, so I can see them rotating more, and, and I think he's a he's a shout. Um, if you missed the missed the boat on Lindsay, try and get him. 
Uh, Eckler's proving to be that threat that we mentioned last week. But yeah, Corey Clement for me is the, the number one running back I'd be taking this week. Or uh, Bernard, which you mentioned earlier. Yeah, I mean, top of the list here I've got in front of me is Matt Breda, but he's owned in 62% of the league, so I don't imagine he's he's vastly available. Yeah, I would. mine was going to be Philip Lindsay, the undrafted running back, Denver hero, Denver local, went to Colorado Uni, and he's actually now 61% owned, which is up 59.3% from last week, and it's it's not surprising, he's, he's had, he's averaged 14 and a half attempts, 93 yards, and 14 points in PPR, which is, is serviceable for running back three flex. I don't see how. There's nobody else I like really at running back. I think the running backs have had a really poor start to, to the year. Um, there isn't anybody there that's really lighting it up. Uh, Philip Lindsay's actually leading the all rookies of this stacked 2018 class uh, in yards, and he didn't get to go to the combine, so and was undrafted. So um, I think it's going to take some time for some of these backs to settle. There's obviously we're losing Geis and a couple of others there, but yeah, it's been a tough start for for running backs. If you've got uh, an elite one, um, one tip I would give is the stock on David Johnson is at an all-time low. So if you can pry him away from fancy owners, then now's the time. Because the wide receivers are stacked this year. You can give up a pretty decent wide receiver and get a stream or a replacement in there. Uh, yards and quarterbacks and, and throws are going everywhere, but the running game's proving tough. And I think as soon as Rosen comes in, Johnson's going to pick up massively. So I think now's the time to try and trade for him. Well, that'll be why you traded for him earlier then. <laughs> that was one of them. And I did give up Julio for it, which, you know, fair enough, is, is one play. But uh, I just think for me, he's going to turn it around pretty quickly. He's an elite talent. He's one of the best three, four in the league. So, yeah, you, you, will, you will reap the rewards of that trade later on. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Actually, staying on running backs, we mentioned Joe Bernard earlier. He's definitely got to be an ad this week with Joe Mixon. Even if he's only out a week, like you say, Murph, then Joe's a decent play this week if you're struggling at running back. And he was a top five running back in the last four games of last season when Mixon was injured. So he's, he's got the stuff. The O-line's improved. Yeah, and, and I think Mixon gets injured again. Uh, he's never been a solid every-game performer. So I think... Stashing him is definitely no bad thing because I think he will probably get a couple of runner games towards the end of the season. No doubt, no doubt. So let's move on to the wide receiver position, and I might as well let you go first. Stacked. There's so many, and and it, the passing game in the NFL at the moment is is elite. If you've got um, Deshaun Jackson, he is an absolute must. He is leading wide receivers in fantasy points. He's leading wide receivers in the NFL. Uh, he doesn't get a ton of receptions, but God, when he does, they. Uh, they're big ones. First play, 75 yards on Sunday. And yeah, I think for me, he's a must add. That Cleaver, uh, at Pittsburgh defense isn't great. I think he's going to fire again uh, with long, deep balls. So I definitely, if, if Mahomes can carve him up, I think Fitz will. So definitely get on him. <laughs> uh, they are not comparable. <laughs> what are you on about? They are one and two in the MVP voting right now. If the season ended right now, they are one and two. Stop it. Stop but they it. are. You tell me a better player in the first two weeks of the season than Patrick Mahomes and Ryan Fitzmagic. No, I've, I've, I'm not saying they're not, but it's after 16, it won't be that way. But anyway, anyway, let's, we no, of course it won't. But we'll get on to that at a different time. But moving and uh, moving on from uh, Deshaun Jackson, Godwin as well. He's oh, be, he, that wide receiver too. Stop it! I need a cannon drop. I need. I need. Just, <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you come on, I'll just keep hitting the cannon drop because it's bucks all over the place. But they both score TDs in both of their games. They're both getting yards. They're both getting targets. You go go all in on the bucks this week. I'm not saying every week moving forward. I say this is probably the last week you can go all in on them. So I definitely would be taking them. But Godwin's a good shout through the rest of the year because he's received more targets than Deshaun Jackson. But moving on, uh, Keenan Cole, definitely must add as well. Uh, that catch, by the way, was ridiculous. Yeah, that's yeah, definitely catch of the season so far. Oh, by, by a mile. I'll leave a few for you. I've got a couple more on here, but I'm sure you'll probably pick them up. Well, thanks very much. Uh, yeah, talking of Keelan Cole, his next three matchups are tasty. They've got Tennessee, the Jets, Kansas, or then Dallas, then Houston. So the next four games, Keelan Cole is start-worthy. Uh, who's next? Did you say John Brown? You didn't, did you? No, I've got him on the list. 
Wicked. So John Brown, wide receiver at Baltimore. He is definitely Flacco's main target, and the way they're playing at the moment, Flacco is Flacco of old, just slinging it about the park. He's he's only had three and four receptions in his first two games, and has averaged 74 yards, averaged a touchdown a game, and his current points have been 13.5 and 19.2 in PPR. They do have Denver this week, so possibly not going to be as good score-wise this week. But then they have Pittsburgh, who we've said don't have a good D. Cleveland, now Cleveland have a sneaky good D, and we'll get onto that in a little bit, because they're going to be my DST to grab this week. Uh, they then play Tennessee, New Orleans, so it's another couple of decent weeks for John Brown. Now, Tyler Boyd, the Bengals, he's definitely the two there, do you think? He's the two, but I, I, I've got a few guys above above Tyler Boyd. I think if you're desperate and you're, you're painting thin, then, you, you know, why not? But, you know, I, I quite like the look of, um, of Mike Williams a bit more, to be perfectly honest. No, no, I agree. I agree. I agree. Maybe Tyler Boyd's a bit more of a deeper league. He's, and they play Carolina this week, which isn't great for them, but then they go on the road to Atlanta, and then they've got Miami and Pittsburgh at home. Both I, don't, I don't like a lot of those. You know, the Atlanta D's not that bad. It's not brilliant, especially got some injuries. And... No. And Miami looked all right this year. Uh, yeah, but the thing with Tyler Boyd is he's not going to draw the he's not going to draw the star cornerbacks, is he? So no. If if you've got someone shutting down your number one receiver, then Tyler Boyd could be sneaky. Yeah, I, I go with that. I think uh, yeah, if you're in a deep league, I wouldn't say an eight league, uh, eight man league, maybe a ten, definitely a twelve. Yeah, no, definitely agree. be a, a shout for that. So you just mentioned Mike Williams, Chargers wide receiver. Carry on, sir. Yeah, and so I think that's it for wide receivers. I think that's all I've got. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. So tight ends. Oh, man, the next one. Don't you even dare. On our list. Murph, come on. It's got to be O.J. Howard. <laughs> why, why would you, why would you yeah. even question it? I, told, I said this last week, so I feel fine going on with this. It's, O.J. Howard is a, you know, getting targets uh, nearly 100 yards this week. I mean, at the end of the day, it's supposed to be a two-man tight end contest there. But it's not. He's getting all the snaps. He's getting all the plays. Uh, another great play. Another touchdown. Again, this is the week. But I think even for me, he's he's in the top eight tight ends in the league. Um, so I think in most weeks, I think he's going to be an option for you. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. My tight end this week is Jesse James. Was used a lot more in the Kansas City game because Vance McDonald got injured. So I think going forward, he's going to be their tight end one. And he's a big, big boy. <laughs> He's huge. Does drop a few, but yeah, he definitely gets a lot of targets. I think maybe that's why uh, AB's really annoyed because Jesse James got more targets than he did. Yeah, well, he only actually had five receptions, but went for 138 yards a touchdown, which is which is not if you get that sort of production out of your tight end, especially if he's a waiver wire pickup. If you're getting 24.8 points in PPR, oh, count me in. Yeah, no, I'll go with that definitely. So, do you have a DST you think is a good streamer this week? Uh, uh, any, anyone playing Arizona or anybody playing the Bills, I guess, are the, the two. So the team playing the Bills this week is Vikings, and you're not going to be able to grab them. No. The, the team playing Arizona are the Bears, and I imagine that they're pretty well owned now. Yeah, so... Although on ES, ESPN only 58.7% are owned, and they're currently available for pickup in one of my leagues. Hmm, interesting. And they're definitely shout. I would look at... Um, Maybe the Browns, believe it or yeah. not. Yeah, no, uh, Browns are mine. I was going to say the Browns are my DST of the week. They're playing the Jets. I, uh, I think, you, in fact, in fairness, I think you could stream the Jets or the Browns in this one. Yeah, I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair. If it comes down to field goals, then we all know who's going to win. <laughs> Fire up those Jets, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm just looking to see if there's anyone else. Seattle, maybe, playing the Cowboys. That offense isn't great. That could be a decent option. I think that's it for me. I think that's all I would dare to dare to go for that's available. Yeah, I don't, I don't like anyone else, really. No. Anyone maybe else, the Texans. Really? Who are they playing? They're playing the Giants. Oh, yeah, well, the Giants are terrible. Well, that's so. what I mean. Like, Eli is, is finished, um, and we're all just waiting for the retirement party. And, and Saquon can't get more than two, two and a half yards a a carry, so... Although he seems to be good in the receiving end of the field, so... Yeah, he had 13 receptions, I think. Yeah. <laughs> more, more than rushes. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> but you can't go and grab Saquon, because everybody loved him. Yeah, they did. Uh, I didn't, but that's what you get. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Now, I'd like to, you know, let's do a bit of winners and losers, shall we? Yeah, I'll, I'll keep the, the butts off this list because everyone should have known. But I think real winners this week, that Rams D. Um, I mean, they invested a lot of money into it. People weren't sure if they were going to do the job. I mean, a lot of people did, and a lot of people took them high. But, you know, do they really gel? But they've, they've been magnificent. Again, to shut out any team in the NFL is, is impressive. I don't care how bad the, the offense is on the other side. You know, chances are through defensive plays or just anything. They nick a point or three points or five points or, or six or ten. So, yeah, I think for me, they're, they're, they're big winners. There's so many. The Dolphins, again, really under the radar. People didn't think they'd be good. They're 2-0. Jacksonville uh, and Blake Bortles. Probably Blake Bortles. I'll give it to him, actually, since I called him a loser last week. Oh, well, I've just said he's a streamer, and now you're saying he's a winner. He's going to play terribly, so... Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when we don't plan beforehand. It just goes uh, free will. That's very true. Very, very true. So, I've got two winners this week. My first one is Skype for hosting the podcast today. <laughs> Yeah, well done, Skype. Yeah, so we had, uh, what was it, like 30 minutes before we started? Yeah, yeah. That's so <laughs> great. First class, uh, first class uh, heads up there. But yeah, Skype's done a great job when we figured out how to record and get it. So yeah, well done to them. And then my NFL winner of the week is Philip Lindsay. I just, his story is absolutely unreal. And the, the fact he's playing in his home state for for the Broncos, obviously my Denver Broncos makes it even better. And, and, it, and he's playing with unadulterated passion and he's lightning fast as well so I, I just like the story there and, and and I hope it continues even though Royce Freeman obviously we drafted him pretty high and they're in a definite committee now yeah and fair play I mean great great to have a guy like that to believe and we, we covered him last week but he's dominative like it's a great story um, needs more stories like this in, in the NFL um, but yeah, he's just going to get better and better and better. Um, and I hope you got him last week. Uh, if not, go for him this week um, because I think he'll be 80% plus owned by week four. Yeah, no no doubt, no doubt. What about losers? I mean, the Browns for me, I just think you, you go to the Superdome, you, you've stifled, you've done everything right on, on defence. You've got, you know, if you told the Browns, hey, you can get... Drew Brees and the Saints down to 21 points. You think, we can win this game. We can win it. And it's like the, 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 Greg Williams has done everything right. And that D has done everything right. And you can't knock anyone on that half of the ball. But it's in a dome. You can't give Gonzalez the, the, the excuses he got in week one. Perfect kicking conditions. You know, it wasn't even just that. It was just Tyrod didn't turn up until the fourth quarter. The running game wasn't great. I just, you're not going to get a better chance than that team now. It just doesn't look like it's going to pull the trigger and get a win. And I start to worry because you take a tie week one against the Steelers, you think that's not a bad result. It's, it's progress. We had a chance to win. It didn't happen. You put that down to the weather and anything else. There's a crisis of confidence when it comes to, to finishing games off. And I, I can see them really going. I mean, if they lose Thursday night against the Jets, this team could go 0-6, 0-7. And then... Hugh will lose his job and that'll probably be the best thing that could happen to the franchise because it is all coaching. Greg Williams has proven that on that roster. So they're, they're the big losers for me because they, they should be sitting at 1-0-1 and one oh and one, or even really, in, in theory, 2-0. and oh. Yeah. No, I've got another winner, actually. I've got Will Lutz, kicker for the Saints. Uh, fair play, yeah. I, I agree with this one massively. Yeah, the fact he ran over the, to the other touchline to console Gonzalez after an absolutely shocking kicking performance just shows... You know, compassion between opposition, and not only that, what yeah. what what kind heart Lutz has as a man. So, and and he didn't have a great game himself. He missed a couple. Um, so, you know, fair play. He he still had the heart to know that it was pretty tough, especially after week one, and to go over and do that. I think it it shows the class that these athletes do have and possess. And uh, these are the stories again in the NFL that don't get the coverage. It's all about the kneeling. And it's all about the negative stuff. So it, it's good to see and should be uh, celebrated. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Losers. Who do I have a loser? I think Eli Manning. Yeah. He's got to be a loser for me there. He's come out today and said that the O-line isn't to blame for him getting annihilated <laughs> against the Cowboys. Uh, obviously, the Cowboys front seven now on D is looking pretty strong. But when you invest in the draft in Will Hernandez, it was Will Hernandez, right? Yep. Yep. And then they got... 
the guy from the Pats at left tackle. Uh, just, it just made no sense for me. I think uh, I don't know why they they've gone and got Saquon at two, said it's win now, and they can't win now. Like it, it's it's not even like they were one component, two components away from a serious challenge. They won three games last year. It just is is a maddening idea to go and get. Saquon Barkley, you could have got the core back for the future, or even if you passed it on that, upgrade some of the positions and get the players you need, because Saquon's not taking you to the playoffs this year, and Eli looks done, and they've got no one there. I think they took Laletta in the fourth round or fifth round, and he's supposed to be the QB of the future. We'll see. I'm not, I'm not sold on him personally. So Wicked. Well, I think we should probably wrap it there before we start talking complete and utter spiel that makes no <laughs> sense and we lose a load of listeners. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, go find us on social medias at Five Yard Rush. We're on all the podcast hosts. Where are we? Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all of the above. So, Adam, once again, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for stepping in. No, thanks for having me again. Any time, uh, always happy to jump in, and, and hopefully next time be over person and uh, with a few beers, I'll fly. Oh, or, or actually, Sparky will after this performance in the late scratch. Yeah, late scratch. Well, maybe maybe we'll do a three man, and Sparky can provide beer for both of us. I love that idea. So, Sounds Sparky, great. if you're listening, mate, bring the beers. But until next week, it's been fun, guys. Don't forget, keep rushing. See ya. See ya. entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.